millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Brian Ashby is our next guest. Brian Ashby, uh, today on New Zealand Sporting History, the Cantabrian, the uh, sports commentator, the broadcaster. He's covered every Olympic game since Sydney 2000 and called more finals probably than any other broadcaster. A massive multi-sport fan. He has not only covered... But he has participated in the gruelling coast-to-coast and also in Iron Man events. Uh, he hung up uh, the headphones, the cans, as they call them, at the end of 2021. But as it turns out, not for good. You can't keep a good man down. His current project is a celebration of Iron Man, which marks 40 years of competition this year, which is intriguing. He's in the Christchurch studio with us. Kia ora, Brian. Welcome along. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Nice to be on board. Absolutely. I remember the Brian Ashby I remember as a young boy was uh, the Bishop of, of Christchurch, the Catholic Bishop. Yeah, I'm far better behaved than he is, yeah, or was, I should say, the late Bishop, yeah. He had good gear to wear, though. He, he used flash gear, this. yeah. yeah not, not, it wouldn't be so good on an Ironman course, but yeah, no, it, was a, exactly. it was a pretty flash kit, yeah. Yeah, so I guess you couldn't stay away from us. You came and talked to us about the coast to coast, um, which is obviously... You know, happened, what, a week or so back? It wasn't two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you covered that one again? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's uh, sort of the one radio thing that I'm involved in. And, uh, yeah, we, we've been covering it for many, many years. And it didn't disappoint. It was it was wonderful racing. The conditions were very good and uh, at the top end of the field, initially anyway, until late Saturday afternoon when it, it, it absolutely tipped down. A southerly came through. But they had... Um, Strong tail wind, so it made for very, very fast final cycle leg um, after they got out of the kayaks. And, and um, you know, Simone Meyer, five titles for her, and Hamish Elliott winning his maiden title in very, very quick time, sub 11 hours. So, you know, super impressive traversing the, the width of the South Island. My friend Dick, he did it in 16 hours. He did the, the one day off. It took him 16 and hours. He had a few issues, but uh, he got there in the end, determined to, and uh, yeah, well done him. Um, I'm, I'm envious and full of admiration. Well, I don't know whether I am envious, actually, because <laughs> you have done it. Tell us, what, what is that experience like? Oh, well, when, look, when I said I was a teenager, the second year of the race oh. in 1984, um, it, it was horrendous weather. They would nowadays they, um, you know, health and safety was a sort of different thing back then. It was yeah. it was more of an adventure, and they would be on an alternate course. So, the times that I did, I, I raced alongside. Beside me was James Daniels, well known broadcaster. Yeah. We worked together, and we'd, we'd trained together, and we, and we um, we stumbled through the mountain together, and the boat, and the, the the rest of it, and so on. We were so slow. You know, we only decided literally in December. Oh, we'd heard about this. Oh, yeah, we'll give that a go. You know, youthful arrogance, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know, if we got a bit tired, we'd instead of doing proper training, we'd have a game of tennis because it was still. Yeah, you know, we we just Activity. didn't have a clue. Yeah, you know, we really had no idea. But no one did back then. You know, no. it was it was new. And uh, uh, so so you know, to say I've done the coast to coast is well, yeah, but not by today's standards. Can you remember the time? 
No, but it, it would have been it would have been twenty hours plus. I'm sure we sat yes. we sat at Goat Pass, the mountain run, yes. debating whether to wait for a, a chopper to come and lift us out because <laughs> um, because it was like it was closed in. It was sleeting and and, oh, and semi snowing and, and and the rest of it. And we sat oh. up there for about an hour and a half, having with with the um, with the the crew, the officials that were up there. And yeah. um, they had a billy of tea going, so we sat down and warmed up and so on and. Um, we teamed up with another couple who were also sort of um, a bit slow, and we, we eventually got down the other side and yeah. uh, down to Klondike Corner at the end of the mountain run. Two-day race back then. There, were, there was only a two-day race. Yes. The uh, one day didn't start until 1987. Yeah. So when it comes to the third leg, which, of course, is the kayak, is that uh, considered easier because you're sitting down all the way downhill? That See, that's one of the funny things. When, when people think, oh, I want to do an endurance race. Do I do an Ironman or do I – do um, or, or or do I you know get in a kayak and and there's this perception that sitting in the boat is easier. Well, if you if you let your boat flow um, go along at the same rate as the river pushing you down the downstream towards uh, towards Gorge Bridge, the seventy k cycle, you will tip out. Um, they're very tippy, but it will tip you out. You've got yeah. to be paddling faster than the flow of oh, the river. Right. Um, the you know in an Ironman the three point eight k swim is a is a mind block for for many many people and 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 that some ways is is often for for weekend warriors and, and is is often the most rewarding part of the day because it's you know I guess you know we all grow up being mm. able to run a little bit and ride a bike to school and so on you you know you can do that but you're not always you know capable of swimming a long distance yeah. so for a lot of people that's a mind block. So some might be drawn to coast to coast just because of that perception that you yeah. initially asked. It's it's not an accurate perception, but but it, it it's it, it's real. Mm-hmm. So this year Hamish Elliott won the, the men's uh, Simone Meyer the yep. women's great That's racing. Right. Yep. 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 yep, yep, fantastic. And and Hamish Elliott was um, you know, Simone. It was her fifth, and and she's just an absolute queen. Um, Hamish Elliott had the last last year, for example, I think he had about a twelve minute lead, something like that, out of the mountain run. He uh, just a superb mountain runner, very very good. But they slowly hauled him in, and uh, so in the intervening sort of twelve months, he spent an awful lot of time with his coach, working on his kayaking, upskilling, and uh, um, they 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 pulled him back a wee bit, and and indeed pulled him back on the final cycle. But he he had enough; he'd, he'd done enough, and uh, you know it, w- it was one for the ages because I think it was ten forty eight. Or something like that is is, is winning time, wow. and that's that's exceptionally quick. You know, yeah. the race record is a ten thirty four or ten thirty six. Keith Murray, uh, back in the nineteen nineties, but the course was slightly different then, in so much as in the first um, cycle leg was two k's longer. Now they've pulled that back two k's, and you run two k's further. So obviously that slows the overall time down a wee, but running's a lot slower than biking, obviously. Mm. So mm. to do a 10.48 is, is is well impressive. It's right up there with the very best of, you know, the likes of Richard Usher, Steve Gurney, mm. uh, and race record holder Keith Murray. I remember doing a, a Wonder Dogs uh, shoot in uh, mid-Canterbury. Um, it was up uh, Broken River, up the ski field yep. in the summer. Yep. And uh, Steve Gurney, um, he was one of our judges uh, at the time, and we were driving down from the hut, which was the it's pretty basic sort of, um, you know, uh, the ski centre, if you like, up that yep. mountain, up the club field, um, the clubhouse. And next minute he said, oh, would you stop the car, please? And, and we stopped, and he just said, oh, I'll, see you, I'll see you at home. And <laughs> he just literally went over the side of the, the mountain and yep. ran all the way home, which I was thought was amazing, but of course that was probably just a, a little jog for him, but uh, nonetheless, what a character. 
Well, it wouldn't have been. He lived in, lived in uh, Redcliffe, so he wouldn't have run all the way back to Christchurch, I wouldn't have thought. But not quite. No, not quite. Castle, <laughs> Castle Hill, I think. Castle Hill, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, a good, a good nudge, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, that's typical Gurney, though. Uh, yes. You know, and he's always looking for an adventure, and he's he's still an awesome character, and he fronts up at Coast every year and yeah. hands out the medals, and he's he's just, just a great guy. Now, we must get on to what we were supposed to be talking about, and that, of course, is the Iron Man. Tell yeah. us uh, how that evolved. Well, it started in 1978 in Hawaii, and it's a classic story of um, three men, three blokes went into a bar, and one said, you know, the old sort of the standard joke, you know, but it, it literally was like that. Um, there, there was a guy who said, well, my event's the toughest of them all. I swim 3.8K, and, you know, the water's here off Wahoo and stuff, and, you know, you know no one can do that. That's That's really tough. And the other bloke said, well, what about my 180k bike in the heat here of Hawaii? And then the <laughs> other fellow said, well, my Honolulu Marathon, hang on, 42k's in this heat, come on. And alongside them was uh, Naval Commander Colonel John Collins, who was listening to this, and he said, right, I'll show you blokes. So he put all three together, and that was uh, the creation of Ironman, um, all three events. And fast forward to 1985, um, they looked to expand. Ironman was growing as an organisation and they were looking to expand internationally. And uh, Ironman New Zealand was born. Uh, Air New Zealand were looking for events to sponsor. The breweries were very active in sponsorships at that time. And uh, Ironman New Zealand became the first international uh, Ironman outside of uh, Hawaii, Japan and Australia followed sort of um, fairly shortly after. But um, yeah, that, that was the, the first one. And in those days, uh, based in, in Auckland. Fantastic. So New Zealand on board very early. Now, part of the reason you're on here, of course, uh, Brian, is that uh, you've got a project. You haven't completely retired. Uh, You're doing a podcast on this topic. Yeah, myself and Cameron Harper, who another um, former radio colleague, and and we're we're just a pair of Ironman nerds. We we love (laughs) Ironman. And we've We've got a podcast called The Old School Tri Show, and uh, with this being the 40th edition of Ironman New Zealand, uh, last year we sort of got it up and running, and our goal is to talk to all the winners, all the uh, professional men's and women's winners since uh, year dot 1985, and so we're just slowly sort of working through that, and uh, uh, if we'd been able to sort of get a few things over the line a little sooner, maybe we would have spoken to close to all of them. But um, tracking some of them down is, is a little bit harder than others. But then, you know, you've in theory, that's um, the professional men's and women's, that's 80 winners you have to find. But no, it's not because someone like Cameron Brown won a dozen. Joe Lawn won, won seven. Um, we've spoken to, to both yeah. of them uh, on the podcast. So we're, we're, we're slowly sort of hauling them all in. It's great fun, and they all have magnificent stories to tell and even at that front end of the field um, you know they they have the same fears anxieties frailties that some of the the weekend warriors have as well so yeah some wonderful stories but some of the big names of course uh, they keep coming back um, and well into their you know what 30s and 40s um, and still performing brilliantly uh, from New Zealand New Zealanders seem to be pretty darn good at this thing yeah, we, we are good at it. Um, you know, obviously, Aaron Baker mm-hmm. set the standard, um, a couple of world titles, and won four times at Ironman New Zealand. She won it at every distance that was available, and that was how they sort of raced back in those days. They raced everything because they were trying to, um, you know, scrape together a living out Make of the sport. Back, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But, you know, we've, you know, gosh, Hannah Berry uh, is, is a wonderful competitor, Rebecca Clark, and on the men's at the moment, Mike Phillips, the defending champion, Braden Curry, who's come via coast to coast. 
um, sort of a wee bit of an unusual crossover, but we, we are very good, um, you know, at this sport, and it's it's a well-supported event, um, hugely well-supported. And I, I mean, I, I I love it for two reasons. One, that that sharp end, um, those those professionals that you see, you know, rocking in. Um, you know, outrageous times. The men's record is sub eight hours now, which you know, three point eight k swim, one hundred and eighty k bike, and then a marathon, and you can do it under eight hours. Wow. Yeah. Um, the the women, I think, it, I think it's around eight forty. Um, Teresa Adam, I think, uh, holds holds the record there for for that. But the other part that I love is that people like you and I, Mark. You know, the first yeah. time I went there in two thousand. Um, you know, I, I saw Hal Regal versus Cameron Brown, the '97 oh. World Champion. Lisa Bentley versus Karen Balance. It was 35 degrees. And, oh, wow, this is insane! But then, as the evening went on, there were people that looked like you and I, yeah. and they were out there. The cutoff is midnight, 17 hours, and these people just trying to be the best versions of themselves, who had, you know, worked through their training programs and the like, and. Uh, um, and they were still out there doing it all the way through till midnight. And at the finish line, they were treated like the champions, Lisa Bentley and Thomas Hellregal. They were made to feel and uh, like rock stars because they were rock stars that achieved something quite remarkable. Mm. Finding, I think getting to the start line is a big deal, the, the volume of work that you have to do. Um, getting to the finish line, it's party day, and uh, that's, you know, that's absolutely the icing on the cake when you, you make that finish line. And so tell us about, I mean, you've done, what, five of these, haven't you? I have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so tell us about that preparation. What needs to go in? Are we talking months, years <laughs> to get ready for that uh, that big day, the first oh, one? Oh, you know, look, I, I, I mean, I, look, I'm, let's be very clear. I'm not particularly good at it. Um, I'm, I'm uh, you know, the classic sort of weekend warrior. But, yeah, but the, the bulk of the people who take part are you. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, um, you know, I, uh, one of the things, it's a, it's a big international event, and that, that creates a certain vibe because you know, half the field comes from offshore, so the whole vibe is, 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 a, is a wee bit different around it. But in terms of the preparation, uh, you know, you need to be doing a minimum of 12 to 14 hours a week, um, the, mixing the disciplines, and you'll have some weeks are bigger than others. Um, you know, my, I think my biggest training week in, in a build-up, a, a six-month build-up, is like a 26-hour week. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It, it it is a lifestyle. You 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 build a whole lifestyle around it. Your family has to be on board and be a part of that lifestyle as well, because obviously it takes you away um, a, a fair bit. But you know, um, four swim sessions a week. You know, about an hour. Um, you know, four or five hours on 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 your feet uh, running, and and then. Um, you know, probably eight hours on on the bike, um, sort it's of along week. those lines. But I love training. I, I yeah. love getting out and and being out there and and training. I'm not preparing for any race. Or I'm preparing for some bike racing at the moment. But yeah. I I love being out there for a long, long time. So it doesn't bother me. And a lot of people are, are like that. They just yeah. love being outdoors and 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 amongst the elements. Yes, indeed. And you know, what goes through your mind when you when you're doing it? I mean, what, do you, do you listen to things? Um, can you listen yeah. to things? Can you listen to podcasts? Or no, anything? no, you can't. Uh, no, no. Um, I don't mean when you're racing necessarily, but when you're training. Perhaps. Oh, when you're training, I, I, I tend not to. When I run, I'll, I'll take music, um, yeah. but not on the bike because you, you're sort of weary of the traffic. And yes, obviously, when yes. you're, you're swimming, you're, you're not. Um, when, when you're out there on, in the race itself, you'll go through different periods in the day where you'll go through some dark spaces, but you're 
you've got that little demon on your shoulder sort of yeah. saying nasty things to you. But you just stick to your disciplines, you know, make sure that you sort of um, – you drink, you know, probably say roughly, you know, have a wee a mouthful or two every fifteen minutes, and have mm. something to eat every half an hour, and just just stick to the stick to the disciplines, you know, yeah. and uh, and and break it down into if you if you look at it in one as one big picture, um, you're going to be daunted by it. But if you just break down sort of mini targets over the course. Yes. Um, of the day, of course, you you don't know what the conditions are going to throw up at you on on race day, and um, you know we've all encountered some 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 shockers at <laughs> at, at some point in different races. So you've you've got to be prepared for that. You've got to train and 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 um, in the worst conditions sometimes as well, so that you're prepared for it on race day. That whatever you know is thrown in front of you. Well, it's extraordinary to think with um, the the weather that New Zealand can throw up. But likewise, as you were pointed out about Hawaii, you know, thirty five degrees for goodness sake. I mean, how does the body actually survive that? Well, without, without yeah. you know, falling over basically. Well, I've two of the ones that I've done Ironman Western Australia, and I uh, went in 2014. It was 31 degrees over the course of the day, and I went back in 2017, and it was the ultimate Australian experience. What what happened was they had to cancel the swim because um, there was a shark and. Um, you know, it's, it would have just been a smorgasbord, you know, for the shark, all these 1,500-plus competitors out there. So they cancelled this one. We went off on the bike, and it, I've never been so high. I quite like the heat, but not 40 degrees. And oh. that's, what it, that's what it hit in this, this, this forest area. And there were just all these people carked out on the side of the road in the red dirt. Another guy got sideswiped by a kangaroo. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't see it, but he was up, up the road just, just ahead of me. Later, there was a bushfire. They had to close part of the, it. was the full Australian experience, the heat, the yeah. kangaroo, the shark. You, you had it a bushfire. You had it, had it all going on, you know. But um, how do you cope? That, that day was particularly difficult because you drink, your sports drink. Um, you'd change your bottles as aid stations every 22 k's. The drink would um, heat up you know, and, yeah. and taste absolutely disgusting, but you still had to drink it and deal yeah. with it and try and keep yourself try and somehow keep yourself cool but again you you have to prepare accordingly a little bit difficult in, in Christchurch to prepare for those sort of temperatures uh you know in a in a place like Bustleton but um uh yeah. you know Aaron Baker used to do stuff like you know, set up a bike in the sauna, you know, and spin and or, or wear, go ride, do repeats on the hills wearing, you know, four or five hoodies and, and just, oh just stuff like that. Yeah. Back in the old days, they, they, they sort of improvised and, and did things Cycling like that. Cycling in a sauna, that's something yeah, different. Yeah, Goodness yeah. nice. Getting a few texts in, Brian, which uh, are great. Uh, enjoying your, 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 your discussion. Um, I ran the mountain part of the coast to coast. It was pretty rough weather. The cup of tea at Goat Pass was awesome. Now, this is going back a few years, I think. Were, there were three women and 50 men in the whole event, so that must have been in the early days. So Jan Nisbet with that. Yep. Um, met a guy. He had a pint of beer at Jackson's Pub on the <laughs> West Coast. He half finished it before they realised he was a competitor. <laughs> it's Owen. And then I did another one here from Jenny and Topor. Uh, I did my first Ironman in 2009. I was 60. I was tail end Charlie. 13 minutes too late to get a medal. But oh. I felt like a champ anyway. Well, yeah. good on you, Jenny. Uh, well done, you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, it's brutal, that cutoff at, at midnight. But... Um, sometimes they will, if, if people are a long way from the finish line, they'll they'll take them off the course um, yeah. health and safety reasons. But if they're a little bit close, like like Jenny was, and um, we'll stick around in the commentary team, there we'll stick around. We want to bring everybody home, and 
Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 just a fantastic achievement. And you know, they talked about the the rock stars at the sharp end. You know, doing um, sub eight hours. Um, someone like Jenny, who's gone over seventeen hours, um, that's absolutely heroic. That's the yeah. ultimate in endurance, isn't it? Anyone is anyone capable of doing an Ironman? If you do the work, you know, get yourself a coach um, and, and, and they will build a program accordingly. Now, you know, a program for you and I, Mark, is going to be different from, from the program that, um, you know, a, a Rebecca Clark from New Zealand or a Braden Curry is, yes. is, is going to get. And it, it will be tailored accordingly for, you know, um, you'll be, you know, I might test you a wee bit and look at PBs that you've done in other events or, um, you know, marathons or, or, or smaller triathlons and work out sort of what you're capable of and, and, and build you up. The key thing is just getting your body used to, 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 to being out on, on a course for a long time. So, you know, I, I think anybody is capable of it. And I think one of the, lovely, one, one of the loveliest lines I like about um, Iron Man is, when the 20th um, anniversary came around, a um, friend of mine, Ian Hippenstall, who initially mm-hmm. got me involved, actually, with, with Ironman New Zealand, uh, Ian and, and, and Mark Hinton, they, they published a, a book uh, on the first 20 years of the event. And I think it, the, the title of the book absolutely sums up what Ironman is all about for me. They, the book's called A Tale of Extraordinary Feats by Ordinary Folk. So, yep, anyone can do it, um, but you've just got to be prepared to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the 40th anniversary, uh, March the 2nd. Uh, it is happening. What's what's going to happen there? What's out? Is there anything special for that uh, that uh, milestone, I guess? Yeah, well, well, you know, obviously there's, there's a museum set up um, in, in Topol looking looking at the uh, every year of of. of of the race, um, so that, that's a big deal. There'll be, uh, as always, a lot of past competitors will sort of rock in, and they have got stellar fields, particularly uh, the women. The, the men, Mike Phillips, um, the defending champion, is back. He's got two titles. Braden Curry's got two titles. So they'll be sort of looking to get one over each other, the two Kiwis. But the women's field, I, I, I don't know. I think it's possibly the best women's field that we've um, ever seen. Of 2022 world champion Chelsea Sodaro from the uh, USA, um, she's there. Els Visser, who um, won the race last year, is back to defend her title. And people might remember the story about Els was uh, in a ship shipwreck around Indonesia, Singapore, and had to swim some crazy eight hours or something like that to shore with another woman and uh, a real tale of, of, of survival and um, quite quite a remarkable woman. But she, she's back to um, defend her title. Joss McCauley, uh, who, who, who's won a couple of titles. Um, Laura Siddle, who won in, in New Zealand in, in 2018. And, and Meredith Kessler, we call her Kiwi Kessler. She's won five times in Topor and, uh, and, and she's back as well. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be just, just the most fantastic racing. I'm, I'm just a little bit amped, I've got to say. Yeah. Now tell us a wee bit more about your, your, your podcast um, yeah. and how people can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, um, it, it's it's on YouTube, uh, and and then all the audio versions everywhere you can imagine, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the all the usual sort of sources for for um, um, for, for sourcing these. But it's called yeah. the Old School Try Show, and and as I mentioned before, we're we're looking to talk to all the winners, uh, Cameron Harper and myself. Um, from from over the forty years of Ironman New Zealand uh, episodes that we've got so far, the the first men's w- winner um, Scott Molina, 
the Californian who is married to Erin Baker and lives here in Christchurch. Um, we, we, he was our first guest. We spoke to Erin uh, Baker. Uh, and Erin's so funny. She was such a ferocious competitor, uh, won, winning four titles. And she just struggles to remember, you know, all this stuff, the, the amazing things that, that she did. Um, uh, Ken Glar, um, who won a couple of times. He's from Pennsylvania. And, and Ken featured... Uh, and the closest ever finish, um, him and Pauli Kiuru from uh, Finland in, in, I think, 1990 or 91, uh, they literally hit the tape together, the finish line together, and it was right on the line. And, and Kiuru, um won the title from Ken Glar, who went on to win uh, another couple of titles. So we spoke with Ken. Uh, Jan right. Wanklin, uh, his, his, his former wife, who, who, who again, she won... Uh, uh, titles, uh, three titles in, in, in New Zealand. Scott and Karen Balance. Um, mm-hmm. Scott was the first New Zealand man to win the title. It took till 1994 for a, a Kiwi male to, to, to win the title. Karen won in, in, in 2002. So, yeah, Laura Siddle. Um, yeah, we've, we've, I've, I've probably forgotten a few. Yeah. Um, and we've got some, some great episodes um, coming up. Uh, in fact, we're catching uh, in the next day or two Mike Riley, who's the voice of Iron Man. Uh, internationally, uh, particularly at Kona, and used to call uh, everyone home in, here in New Zealand. Uh, you'll, you'll hear from from Mike Riley as well with with his Fantastic. recollections from 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 over the years at, at Ironman New Zealand. Just got one more message here. In '87 at Kona, the temperature on the bike and the run on the lava fields was over 40 degrees. I know, yep. I was there, and I was 41 years old, and I'm mentioned in the book that you mentioned. Oh, oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> it didn't I wonder give a who name. that is. I'll, I'm sure I'll, it will pop I'll, through soon. I'll be able to. I'll be able to find that one out. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, Kona is absolutely brutal. And uh, you know, congratulations to anyone who, who qualifies, whatever age group, to uh, get to Kona because it's yeah. it's quite remarkable. The podcast, by the way, is called the Old School Try Show. Good on you, Brian. Hey, lovely to chat with you. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us again and keep up the passion. You're going to do another Iron Man by, by any chance? I've been banned by my daughter, uh, my, <laughs> my 22-year-old. Uh, I sort of spent a bit of time in medical after um, most races and I, I sort of know I know what's coming and how to manage it, but it's a little bit uh, confronting for uh, family members. So my daughter, my lovely daughter Belle, um, she's she's sort of said, no, you're not allowed to do that distance anymore. So um, yeah, although she's going oh, that's overseas. An interesting point, though, is is it yeah. often the case where someone who does put their body through that terrible process actually does end up, uh, yeah. you know, taking quite a bit of time to recover? Uh, first time I went there in 2000, uh, it was 35 degrees in Topor, and uh, I looked in the medical area, and there were people lying around everywhere with drips coming out of their arms, getting rehydrated, and um, and vitamins pumped into them, and so on. It's it's not always like that, but uh, I, I don't think I'm particularly well built for the marathon end of the uh, of of the event. I I, <laughs> I struggle a wee bit. Well, thank you so much, and uh, you know. Good luck uh, with the podcast, and uh, you'll be at uh, Iron Man in Topo, so enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the commentary team, and uh, yeah, we're just getting a little bit excited. Just over a, a week to go till uh, until party time. And the name Ray Litchwalk. Oh, I know the name. Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. Yep, Good on yep, you. yep. One of the legends. Fantastic. Hey, Brian. All the best. Cheers. Th- thanks for having us. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 